I'm going to give you a minute to find uh, your place in the Bible, the book of Hosea, please. The book of Hosea, you'll find it after Daniel and Ezekiel and uh, before Joel, you'll find it stuck in there. And I would tell you what page number it is, but I'm sure my Bible's not, uh, uh, not the same numbers. Let me give you a little uh, insight into the book of Hosea. It's a, it's a book that is speaking, number one, of the unfaithfulness of God's people. But also it speaks of the faithfulness of God toward his people. The context is Israel. The context is God has asked the prophet Hosea to do some things that would be illustrative of the relationship now that is transpired between God and his people. The people of God have backslid, if you please. And they have gone off and got entangled in the world. The terms that God uses in the Bible is very plain and explicit. The Bible says that God's people have gone off and played whoredom. They've committed the sin of spiritual adultery with the world. They have prostituted that which only belongs to God in the world. They've sold themselves to materialism, idolatry, violence, and so forth and so on. And so God summons the prophet Hosea to write to the people. And I begin reading in verse number one, and probably almost we could substitute the word America Joshua, the church, for the word Israel. Watch this now in verse 1 of chapter 4. Hear ye the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no Truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Could you almost substitute America for that? Would we be fair in substituting Joshua, Burleson, Cleburne, Crowley, Johnson County, Tarrant County? By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood toucheth blood. That's almost like the six o'clock news there. You cannot watch the news without you see at least three or four killings. And of course it's always the gun's fault. 
It's never, never, never the person's fault using the gun. It's always the gun's fault. I thought it was gods and guns that gave us the liberty we have in America. Well, we've already kicked out God, now let's take the guns. And then the devil's crowd will have all the guns. And our freedom will be gone. Therefore shall the land mourn, and every one that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beast of the field and with the fowls of heaven. Yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Yet let no man strive nor reprove another, for thy people are as they that strive with the priest. Therefore shall thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore, I will change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people, and they set their heart on their iniquity. And there shall be like people, like priests. And I will punish them for their ways and reward their, their doings. For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit whoredom and shall not increase because they have left off to take heed to the Lord. Whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. Now I'm going to preach this text and try to be kind. I used to have a little plaque on the pulpit down at the other church and it's probably still on it. And I think I had one of our men make that plaque and he Printed on that plaque, remember to be kind. Then I laid my Bible over it. <laughs> Could I please speak to you for just a moment? And with you and your well-being in mind on this thought. We've come a long way, baby. Or why sin no longer disturbs us. The Bible says in verse 7, As they were increased, so they sinned 
against me. The more we have, it seems, the less we think of God. The more food we have, the less we thank God for it. We've come a long way, baby. I read this morning that the wages of sin, can you remember the rest of it? Is death. Why did we replace fun for death? Where did we ever get the idea that we as a society could replace the word death with pleasure? Somehow we have it mixed up that we can't have fun without sinning. And we can't get right with God because if we get right with God, we can't have no more fun. We've come a long way, haven't we, baby? President Coolidge was a church-going man. He went to church one Sunday morning and his wife was ill and could not go with him. When President Coolidge returned home, his wife said, Well, what did the preacher preach about today? And President Coolidge said he preached about sin. His wife said, Well, sir, what did he say about sin? And the president said, He said he was against it. It seems as though anymore not many are against sin. Now, I want to be kind, and I do want to be gracious. The Bible said we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also says in writing to Christians, if we say we have no sin, we make him a liar and the truth is not in us. So he that is without sin should cast the first stone, Jesus said, and they all began to mealy mouth and leave because there was none without sin. So for me to stand before you today and say that I am crystal clean, and perfect would be the biggest sin of all. But I think we have a wrong idea and a misconception of what sin really is. The Bible says that lust bringeth forth sin. That's in James chapter 1. Lust bringeth forth sin. And when sin is finished, you know the rest, it bringeth forth death. Why is it that we hate death so much? And the reason death is a reality is because of sin. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, so death by sin, so death has passed upon all men in that all have sin. You remember that verse? Why is it we think we can divide and separate the pleasure without the penalty? I know you want me to talk about heaven. I will in a minute. Kind of loosen up. Sin 
little sin. Big sin. My sin. Your sin. Sin. Bring a forth death. I think maybe we've come a long way, baby. Because sin no longer disturbs us. Think about it a minute. Sin no longer disturbs us. The only reason we needed a Savior is because of sin. Her sin, your sin, my sin. That ought to disturb us to realize that sin hung the Savior on the cross. That should illuminate and should, uh, maybe should electrify and even uh, notify us to the fact that our sin is ugly to God. It was so ugly our father could not look upon his own son on Calvary. But as God heaped upon his son the sins of the world, the Bible said it turned black as sackcloth as God turned his back on sin on the cross. Why is it that God cannot look at it and we enjoy it? Something wrong there. I can understand someone who's never been saved, never been introduced to Christ, never come to the shed blood of Christ, never been redeemed. I can understand that person indulging and enjoying sin. But I cannot understand a Christian who still enjoys that which hung the Savior on the tree. What's happened? I think we've let the devil convince us that we do not have to fear sin anymore. There was a time when people feared sin like a rattlesnake. Now, I know many of you like pet snakes, but that's probably not all that is wrong with you. They just look slimy to me. You see, all you got to do is touch one, and you'll find out they're not slimy. I'm going to go to heaven thinking they're slimy. I am as afraid of a rattlesnake as I am Miss Ginger. Many of you remember Brother Bobby Isabel, who used to be my associate pastor years ago and helped start the church. And he is a rough, tough West Texas cowboy. Just, I mean, he's just rough, man, just rough. And if he listens to this sermon, I'm going to tell him he's lying for listening to it. <laughs> Brother Bobby and I were coon hunting one night out on the Flat Top Ranch. 
the dogs had got off into a real thick plum thicket. And I was laying on top of the dog box, listening to Bobby trying to get through all of that brush and through all of them weeds and through that brush. And after a while, I heard old Bob, and then he started, uh, he was puking all over himself. I was laying on top of the box. I just laughing, man. I was laughing. I said, I'm glad he's after my dog because I didn't want to go in there. After a while, Brother Bobby came back and I said, Bob, would you explain to me what happened? I heard you crawling through the brush. and Then I heard you yell and then I heard you vomit. He said, yeah. And I heard you laughing, he said. <laughs> I said, Bobby, what did you do? He said, I was crawling through that brush and through them plum thickets. And I looked up. And I looked straight eyeball to eyeball to the biggest rattlesnake in Texas. I said, did he rattle? He said, I don't know. I said, what would you do? He said, I yelled and got so scared, I got so sick, I just vomited all over him and me. If sin would do that to us, I guarantee we wouldn't go back. It'd take a fool to play with a rattlesnake. Yet, men foolishly dally and play with sin every day. It's because the devil has convinced us that sin does not bring forth death. That sin does not bring forth disease. That sin does not bring forth heartbreak. But sin is fun. I need an amen. You say this is a Sunday morning crowd. This is a Sunday night message. Somehow or another, we've been convinced that sin does not pay. I read for you in the book of Proverbs. I read for you verse chapter 6 and verse 27. Watch this. Can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burnt? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burnt? The answer is no. You cannot take fire into your bosom and not burn your clothes. No more than you can sin and not suffer for it. Go with me today down at AAA, our two-hour reformers unanimous in the back. And ask that alcoholic who has has suffered two DTs and withdrawal pains and, and cannot, cannot explain why his body is crying out with every fiber of his being. I really need I really need I really Ask him. Ask him, if you would please, if you can sin and get away from it. We'll pay for our sins. Yes, the addict, who may be innocently in high school just 
tried one marijuana cigarette. Or maybe just one sniff of glue. Asked that one who's under the bridge downtown Fort Worth now. Ask that one who'd cut your throat for just another line of cocaine. Ask him if he can take fire into the bosom and not burn. Ask if he can walk upon clouds and not be burnt. I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, we need to realize that you cannot sin without paying the consequences. Some of know that God's people have come to think that uh, you cannot do that. Just ask the prisoner, if you would please. Ask him yonder in the prison. Ask him yonder as somebody else tells him. Ask him as he has to join maybe a gang or another gang just to, just to stay alive. Ask him, if you would please, if sin has its consequences. Why do you think you can get away with it if so many before you have not got away with it? If Adam did not get away with it and Eve did not get away with it, you and I will not get away with it. So you tell the devil he's a liar. He's a deceiver. And he's deceived us into thinking That it will not bother us, ask the single mom. Ask the teenage girl that made one mistake. Ask the teenage boy who cannot control his passion. Andrew told me yesterday he was doing a research on and just happened to go to prisoners in America. And I think this is right. The majority, the majority of the prisoners in the New York prison system was raised without a father. Without a father figure. You say, I know somebody turned out good. Well, I'll show you ten that didn't. Fun, is it? Pleasure, is it? Not sin. The Bible says this. The law was given, listen now, that sin might become exceedingly sinful. The devil has taken the distaste and the stigma out of sin. Ah, preacher, you don't know what you're talking about. Sin no longer disturbs us because we have lost the fear of what sin can do to us. How did we arrive in America to where we are today? How did we arrive to our news that will be reported this afternoon? Rape, murder, robbery? Wouldn't it be nice to hear some good news? No, you wouldn't turn that on. Because we have a mindset and we have been programmed to want to hear the bad. We pray for the bad and disregard the good. We have good news in our hand, but we can't wait till 6 o'clock till we hear about what 
the stock market has done today. Maybe could I suggest we've been brainwashed. We've fallen hip, hook, line, and singer for what the devil has thrown our way. Sin no longer disturbs us. Why, we miss church without any remorse at all. We miss church without the remorse that we'd have if we miss a day's work at the job. Isn't it amazing? I wonder why. Notice verse 6. In your Bible, verse 6. Verse 6. I think I read this today to you a little while ago. I'm going to be kind. Verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of what? What knowledge? The knowledge of God. Now, the God we serve is the God we want instead of the God that is. Somebody said, you're preaching this because you see me here and I haven't been here in a while. No, uh, I didn't know you was going to be here. So it's not for you. It's for all of us. I'm talking about sin. I'm talking about sin. And used to be, I read in the Bible, forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the matter of some is, but exalting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after we have the knowledge of truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. You can remember when it used to kind of aggravate you a little when you had to miss church. Now, not a great deal, but... <laughs> Would some of you folks who come every once in a while say amen? I know somebody will say amen. These kids over here ain't afraid of nobody. All my kids on three. Josh, if you don't say amen, I'm going to steal the key to your bass boat. Dakota, if you don't say amen, it'll make you wear a tie to sleep in. I'm free. I'm a girl for a man. Free. Amen. Good. A lot of them go to our school, and I didn't think they could count to three. <laughs> Come on, loosen up. You know I'm telling you the truth. I'm not skinning you. I am trying to admonish you and warn you of what the devil has done to us. One day at a time. One TV program at a time. One reality show at a time. Every day the devil is trying to desensitize us to this world and its ills. You think about it just a minute. We're going down the tube for the lack of knowledge. I wonder, did, don't raise your hand now. Did anybody have any trouble finding Hosea? Don't raise your hand. Have you seen Baptist giving it to Baptist Shuffle? This actually happened to me. In evangelism, I got up one night and announced my text, and my text was in the minor prophets in the Bible. An elderly lady sitting 
on about the second row. I announced my text, and I saw her open her Bible and look down. I would preach a minute, and I'd notice she'd go. I'm lying, I'm dying. I'd preach another little while, I notice she'd go. I preached for about 45 minutes. That was my last closing point. She looked down. She looked up, and a smile went across her face. And as she smiled, I said, now, every head bowed and every eye closed. <laughs> Perseverant. Now, if you can find directions on your GPS on your phone, had trouble with Hosea, that's a problem. Because God's people are getting in trouble for the lack of knowledge. America is going down the tube because we can split an eye to Adam and walk on the moon and can't tell anybody how to have a happy life. You know our problem? A lack of knowledge. How did we get here? A lack of knowledge. Notice also, if you would please, just notice deceitful preachers. Verse 9. Israel was in the mess she was because the spiritual leaders were a mess. Verse 9. says, you've got to find Hosea first. Verse 9. Be sure your sins will find you out. But like all sinners, I made a arrangement for it. See that paper clip? And there shall be like people, like priests, panty waist, bloomer wearing preachers, is a part of our problem in America. They spend more time spraying their hair than they do reading the book and searching for God's will in their life. Scared to death somebody's going to fire them and cut their salary and they're looking for a retirement one of these days. What's happened to America is spineless back many preachers who will not preach the Word of God. Spend too much time enjoying themselves instead of seeking the Lord's will in their life. Notice also, how did we hear pleasure and plenty? Notice, if you would please, verse 10. For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit harm and shall not increase because they have left off to take heed to the Lord. How did America get here? I've got three minutes. And I'll close again. Tell you how we got to where we are. Let me tell you why we no longer 
allow sin to bother us. Let me tell you why we're accepting things today we rejected 10 years ago. Let me tell you why it's not a sin now and it was 20 years ago. Let me tell you why you're watching stuff on television you wouldn't have bought at a bookstore behind the counter 20 years ago. Let me tell you why you're allowing your kids to watch things today that you wouldn't allow them to watch 10 years ago. Let me tell you why parents have forgot how to say no. Number one, by being gradually exposed to sin. Gradually. One TV program at a time. One filthy mouth comedian who will make us laugh at sin, homosexuality, lesbianism. Just one funny comedian who will make fun of the church, the Bible, and God, and Christianity. And we listen, and we snicker. Gradually now. Did you know it was discovered that you could heat a pan of water until it's boiling and drop a frog in it and the frog will jump out? But you can take the frog, put him in cold water, and put him on the stove and turn the heat on and the frog will gradually Warm up with the water until he's a cooked frog. Oh, if you'd known where you was going to get to when you begin to sin, you'd have jumped out. You know, if the devil just flung those TV programs at us of gross sin, we'd have turned it off. No, we just giggled at it a while. And Cosby began to get us to laugh at it. Jay Leno would get us to laugh at people who didn't know the Bible. Well, I wonder if he knew it. I wonder if I asked him some questions on the street if Brother Jay would come out with a hundred. No, we don't look at that side. We've just been duped sucked in one program at a time. Preacher, I ain't coming back. Well, you're getting a full load today. You can't say you didn't get your money's worth whatever you put in the plate. Programs that produce, produce materialism and immorality and idolatry has cooked the frog for sure. Years ago, now, I'd have to tell you, I'm fixing to tell you a story, very strenuous on me to tell. 
But I think I need to tell you the story about the African boys and a flock of ducks. Now, if you were ever at one of my revival meetings years ago, more than likely you heard the story about the African boys and the flock of ducks. Every day at the same time, across the village, flew this large flock of ducks. Fly across the village and land on the river. Four or five of the little boys said, I'd kind of like to have roasted duck for dinner. Now, please, I have nothing against ducks. In fact, I'm a duck protector. I do not encourage killing animals. I think I'll eat them alive. And they land on the lake, on the river. So the four or five little boys decided they were going to have duck for dinner and splash into the, into the river they went, swimming after the ducks, and about the time they get to where the ducks, off the ducks would fly. They did that for three or four days. Same thing. They hit the river, ducks would fly. One of the little boys must have been a potential engineer. Because he says, I will tell you how we can catch those ducks. It might take a day or two. It might take a TV program or two. But we can catch the ducks. Next day, the ducks flew across the village. Settled on the river. And he's out there doing what ducks do. Ducking. And four little boys started jumping around. And he said, no. The one smaller said, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that today. And he gave each one of those little boys a pumpkin. I think you kids call them pumpkins. But where I'm from, it's just pumpkins. So each little boy got a pumpkin. They went up the river, around the bend, where the ducks couldn't see them. And the little boy said, now, just shove them pumpkins out in the river. And they did, and the pumpkins went down the river, around, around the bend, down to where the ducks were, and the ducks saw the pumpkins come, off they flew. Four little boys said, that was a dumb deal. Smart little boy by the name of Satan, the deceiver, said, oh no. Next day, here come the ducks. Little boys went up the river, put out five more pumpkins, round the, down to the ducks. Off they flew. Next day, same thing. But this day, the ducks didn't fly off. They just scooted over and let the pumpkins go by. One TV program at a time. One late show at a time. Next day, tears. They're not quacking today. Preacher's tired. And the ducks landed. Little birds went up the river and they started to put the pumpkins out on the river. And the smart little boy 
Satan, the deceiver, the liar, the roaring lion who roameth about seeking whom he may devour, said, No, we're not going to shove the pumpkins out today. Reached in his pocket, pulled out a knife, and cut a hole in the pumpkin. Cut two eye holes in the pumpkin. Got all the insides out of the pumpkin and put the pumpkin over his head. And all five little boys walked out into the river, walked around the bend, walked right up to the ducks who had gotten used to the pumpkin. And the little boys just walked up and grabbed the ducks and Can you identify with the ducks? You know how you got to where you are? One duck at a time. That's how the devil does it. Let me tell you something. If it's a sin 20 years ago, it's a sin today. If it was ugly to God 20 years ago, it's ugly to God today. If it'll break your wife's heart 20 years ago, it'll break it today. If it'll ruin your relationship with your family, it will ruin your relationship today. Don't ever forget, sin is an ugly thing. I must close. But you know why sin no longer is ugly? Because we've given it pretty names. Prostitutes are no longer called whores. They're working ladies. Don't that sound better? Premeditated murder is no longer called murder, it's called abortion. Don't that sound better? We no longer call lust just keeping up with the standards, it's just what good for others. A lie is not a lie anymore, it's just exaggeration. Gossip is no longer gossip. It's discussing things. Adultery and fornication are not called adultery and fornication. It's free love. A drunk is not a drunk anymore. He's an alcoholic. He's not an addict, he's sick. Because of brain disorder. I always thought it's because you drink. Hmm? The numerality that we're having today is not a numerality, it's just an old immorality with a new name. 
Just what the devil wants to call it. Is anybody still here? We live in a very sinful age and the devil has gradually got God's people to accept it. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. And of course, we justify every sin from adultery to a murder. You see, no longer is it a the rapist's fault, it's the victim's fault because they shouldn't have been dressed that way. No longer do they prosecute the rapist, now they persecute the victim. Rape cases that has not been processed for 10 and 20 years still lay island silent because we don't have the money to process the rape cases. Because, after all, the woman should have been out in public anyhow. She should be wrapped as the Muslim ladies so that you can't see anything but her eyebrows. It couldn't be a weird old pervert's fault. It couldn't be a lustful man's fault. It's got to be the victim's fault. Does anybody here say amen? Everything's the victim's fault. It's not the guy with the gun. It's the gun's fault. Shouldn't have had a bullet in it. Amen. I mean, it don't matter. We've kicked God out of school and out of the public places, taken down the Ten Commandments, and tore down everything that's holy and godly. And now we've let a society be raised that has no knowledge of God. It could not be anybody's fault. It's got to be the gun's fault. So get rid of the guns and get rid of God, and then live happily ever after in a messed up society. We just got it all backwards, looks to me like. God said, as they were increased, so they sinned against me. Watch this. Therefore, will I change the glory to shame. And that's all I see on television at the 6 o'clock news is shame. Shame on a Christian so-called nation. At the first things they report is 11 murders in the last 24 hours in Dallas County. God help a society is so afraid of being politically correct that they shame our police into absolute fear of protecting their own lives. I don't see any protesting about that shooting yesterday where the policeman was shot at the service station. No, the devil don't get any, 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 any distance out of that kind of deal. Well, I'm done. You say, good, you've said enough. Well, 
is inflation than the real problem. I bought gas this week for $1.98. And I hate it because I can talk to the men in our church that have been laid off because of the price of oil. I will gladly pray, pay the price for the gasoline for you men having jobs to take care of your families. If it breaks me to pay $2.50 a, a gallon for gasoline, then I'll start riding my horse if I can ever get him settled down from where Ed Bader messed him up. He got he ain't hearing he hadn't heard me anyhow, so he'd sit back there, he said, Amen. Can we fix America by balancing the budget? Is the economy the real problem in America? Could I please offer you a solution to our problem? The Bible said it is time for men to seek the Lord. It is time for men to seek the Lord. That's our problem. I do not want to be distasteful, but you can't hardly preach against sin without you get distasteful. Because sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. That will work also in our church. If we allow the lust of this world to entice us, then when lust is finished, it bringeth forth sin. When sin is finished, it will kill our church, our families. And if you don't believe it, watch the way America is going. Hmm?